Welcome, and thank you for listening to Sandy Creek Stirrings. I'm your host, Joshua Jimenez. And if you're going to win souls, you've got to love souls. In spite of their meanness, in spite of the way they look, in spite of everything, you've got to seek to bring souls to Jesus Christ because you love them, because Jesus loved them, and because Jesus died for them, and you're trying to bring them to the Son of God. The Bible says in Psalm 84, 11, my last verse, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I based my whole life on that, that it pays to serve God, and I believe that with all my heart. God has given us a guidebook. God has given us a directional map, and that guidebook, that map, is the precious Word of God. Listen, don't just go and sit in the pew. Find somewhere to serve and serve as a family. Be a part of everything at church, and when you learn to love what God loves, um, your children will learn to love it as well. Homes are not that spiritually strong. We're getting overtaken by the world quickly, but unfortunately, we're pumping all the sewage in. You know, we're letting the world in when that ought to be a haven. Welcome back to Sandy Creek Stirrings, a podcast where our goal is to stir you up for the cause of Christ through practicality, reality, and sincerity. Truthful teaching that enables you to walk away from every episode with something to help you in your daily life. I pray and hope that we have been able to accomplish that goal in your listening, and I want to thank you for being a listener of this podcast. Here we are on May 31st, and today is my second daughter's birthday. And you say, you are recording on her birthday. No, this is actually May 30th, but y'all don't need to know that. And uh, But May 31st, and it's her daughter's birthday, so happy birthday to Freedom. And of course, we didn't produce any episodes this past week. Uh, this past Tuesday and Friday, we didn't put out any new episodes. If you saw on our Facebook page or on our website, uh, you will have seen a note that episodes will resume on May 31st. And the reason for that being is as I was about to record episodes, my wife went into labor. Of course, many of you know, and I think I've mentioned it here on the podcast before, that Tabitha was expecting our fourth child. And of course, we have Liberty, Freedom, and Victory, of course, my three little girls. And then this time we're expecting a boy. And so the due date was May 11th, and she ended up going into labor about, uh, well, I say about, it was uh, May 21st. And so I was actually going to do some recording for the podcast that Saturday, and then she went into labor. And you know how that goes. It was actually her quickest and easiest labor to a degree, and um, but... Um, by the time all that was done and, uh, you know, new baby and, you know, first night and all that stuff, I realized, you know what, I just don't feel like recording. And so put the message out there, hey, we'll resume on May 31st. And so thank you for being just, um, I was going to say like, you know, thank you for being okay with that, but I guess y'all don't have much of an option. And, uh, but thank you for continuing to listen. I'm thankful and I'm just so thankful to the Lord that, of course, mama and baby are healthy and doing well. And uh, she gave birth at 5.30 p.m. on May 21st. Uh, it's a little Patriot Stearns Jimenez. And uh, we figured we have to go on with the uh, patriotic theme. We can't break it now. We think this may be our last child. I think I've done enough to repopulate the earth. And um, But 
um, here we are, and so we've got liberty, freedom, victory, and patriot. And um, tell me what you think. Tabitha thinks we should nickname him and call him Pate. I'm leaning riot. Um, and, uh, you know, some people aren't going to like that, but, you know, just kind of, you know, think about it. Little boy running around, three years old, overalls, you know, in the dirt, you know, calling him riot. You know, that seems kind of appropriate. And uh, he's a riot. And, uh, but anyway, he's just doing well and uh, sleeping well. And what a blessing it is to have him. Of course, middle name is Stearns. And if you know me and you know me personally, or you've been listening to the podcast for, uh, a good length of time, you'll know what the name Stearns means to me personally and how it has impacted me. And if you have no clue about Stearns, where that name comes from, who it is, it's of course after Shubel Stearns. Let me encourage you to go to sandycreekstirrings.com. sandycreekstirrings.com, go to our about page, skip down, and you'll see a section called the name. And it talks about where the name Sandy Creek Stirrings comes from. And in that, you'll begin reading about a man by the name of Shubal Stearns. And Shubal Stearns was just a phenomenal man of God and really, really impacted the world for the cause of Christ and just a great man. And so I wanted to include a portion of that heritage that we have in Baptist history. I want to include a portion of that within his name. And so we settled on, and Tabitha really liked uh, Patriot Stearns. And so we just praise the Lord for him and just, of course, having him in our family. And what a blessing that he is and will continue to be. You know, as I sit here this morning and I record, I was thinking about some different things to record, and I couldn't help talking about, of course, his birth and things like that and being reminded of what children are. The Bible says in Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. God gives you children to carry on your heritage. They are your heritage. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb, which is children, the fruit of the womb is his reward. The reward that God gives and the blessing that God gives to families can be found in children. In children. Now, I know there are some who have difficulty in having children, and because of the sin-sick world that we live in and because of the sin nature that was cast upon us and all those different things go into that, and, and I don't want to accuse anybody and say, well, you aren't blessed to the Lord or anything like that. I'm not trying to say any of that, and that's not where I'm going with this, but I'm just simply reminded of what the Bible says. The Bible says that the fruit of the womb, children, is His reward. And every time we look at those children, whether it be my children or you look at your children, we should be reminded that those are blessings from God. Those are blessings. Those are God's reward. They are heritage of the Lord. You know, the sad thing is, is I see so many people, and especially young couples of today and young families, who, frankly, instead of remembering that these are an heritage of the Lord, they're a reward, they're a blessing, they're more complaining towards their children, and how their children affects their life, and how their children affects their sleep, and how their children affects their schedule, and how their children affects what they want to do, and how they want to live their lives. And they complain, they complain, they complain, they complain, and forget that these children aren't something to complain about. They're not a problem. They're not a burden. Now, you say, well, wait a second, it costs money to raise children. You're right, it does cost money, right? Like, 
um, diapers and wipes. I've got to go pick up more wipes today. Diapers and wipes and and formula and baby car seats and carriers and high chairs. Yeah, those things aren't cheap. And yeah, those things cost money. And yeah, they do. There's extra bills added onto the family. Um, for this labor, people uh, made us meals and brought us meals after Patriot was born. And I remember when that happened with Victory, we had so many leftovers. I mean, everything was just lasting. And then this time, I've got four people eating plus victory, and um, because liberty and freedom are starting to hold their own at the dinner table. You know, whereas before, you know, Victory was eating like baby food or formula and Liberty and Freedom ate half a pizza pizza, um, half a piece of pizza. And uh, now they're they're all eating by themselves one piece of pizza each. And, you know, food just doesn't stretch as long. And so, yeah, there are bills and different things, but that's not to say that children are a burden. They're a blessing from the Lord. And so many times I hear families who, and especially I don't know what it is, but just the young generation of today— it's almost like this thing of having children, that's not the cool thing to do. And so I have to cover up not being cool by complaining about my children and talking bad about them or talking sarcastic about their children. That seems to be the common thing to do nowadays. Can I just remind you that verse, uh, Psalm 127, verse 3 4 and 5, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, verse 3, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And then verse 4 says, down through verse 5, As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy. Happy. That word again, can I just tell you, was happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. Full of what? Full of children. Bible's making an analogy of a, a bowman who has his bow and he has his arrows. And what do they put the arrows in? They put them in a quiver and it holds all those arrows. That's where they are. And the Bible equates the children to that bowman, the, all those arrows in that quiver. God says, hey, a, a guy who has a bow and arrow and he's got a quiver full of arrows, he's going to be happy. In the same way, a man who has children and has a quiver full of children, he is a happy man. Can I just tell you something? That is a promise from the Lord. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. And you say, well, I've got a lot of children. I'm not very happy. I just They complain all the time. They're arguing. They're screaming. They're doing all these things. They're being children. Like, yeah, they're being kids. And, um, and they talk about, you know, well, they're doing all this, and I'm just not very happy. Can I just tell you that's not the Lord's fault. That's your fault. It's your attitude. It's your problem. I, I it, it's said happy. I, I think myself happy is what Paul said. Happiness is not is is something you determine. That's not based on your children and what they do and what they argue about. And you say you don't understand. Your children are are you know four and under. Hawkwash. I've got my four and two year old. I woke up this morning. And they were already out of bed playing in the living room. And I got out of bed, and they were arguing about who knows what. Stop it. Don't do this. And don't do that. And Hey, would you please? And they're probably going to regret, you know, there's supposed to be a mystery of the home, and I'm not supposed to reveal all this stuff. But let's just be honest. They do that kind of thing. And yes, sometimes you want to bang your head against the wall and say, I thought this would start like in your teenage years, not now. You're like still sweet little children. And no, it starts now, right? But they don't determine my joy. 
and they don't determine my happiness. That's something I decide for myself. And can I tell you this, Dad? Can I tell you this, Mom? If you want to walk around and be grumpy and be mean, don't be surprised when that's the same spirit you produce in your children. It's not their fault you're not happy. The Bible says, happy is a man that hath his quiver full of them. You say, I could never be happy if I had more than two children. That's not what the Lord says. The Lord says, happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. You say, well, it doesn't say how many fills up a quiver. Um, You know, it takes a fair amount of arrows to fill up a quiver. Happy is the man. And, you know, I guess this morning as I sit here, I'm reminded of what a wonderful blessing children are. And yes, if you're sitting there and you're like, man, you know, I should do a better job. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, you know, we can all do a better job. I'm not pointing the finger at you because here's what I'm saying. I need to do a better job. Too often, can I just, let's just be openly honest on the podcast today. Too often, I, I just get caught up in this, this, and this, and you know, they were arguing about this, and I had to discipline them for this. And, and, you know, they went to bed, and they wouldn't go to sleep, and they were talking, and they were singing in their bed. And, you know, they're just driving. You know, I just thought I'd have some quiet time with my wife now, and they're doing this. And and I can get so caught up in what they're doing wrong and what they shouldn't be doing. And they can walk across the room, and sometimes, if we're not careful, we can look at them as that little nuisance, that little troublemaker. That little person who disrupts my peace, um, instead of, that's a heritage of the Lord. That, that, that little child walking right there who, can I just remind you of this, pretty soon they won't be walking through the living room. They're going to be grown up one day. And with tears streaming down your face, you'll watch them as they get married one day and they move out. And now you just wish there was the time where as a little four-year-old girl or a little four-year-old boy, they were on the floor playing and making noise, and you just wish you could go back to that because time goes by too quickly. And sometimes we can look at those blocks clacking together and stepping on them and the noises that they make and the messes, and we can look at, this is just a nuisance, this isn't fun, this is too hard, this is too difficult, because parenting is hard work. But instead, why don't we remember that they are a heritage of the Lord? That little child right there who, yes, I just stepped on the block and it hurts really bad, but they are the Lord's reward. And you know what? Part of the blessing that comes from having children is happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. And can I tell you this? One of the blessings that those children bring, if I keep my attitude right, is that I'll have happiness from that. Can I tell you this? There are couples all across the world right now who would love parent to have what you have. And can I, t- can I identify real quick the sarcastic people who I'm trying to talk to are the ones who said, well, they can have mine. I'm talking to you. And um, they would love to have what you have. They look with almost jealousy at the parents who have children and have a quiver full of them. 
They wish they had a baby who would wake them up at night and a baby they could hold and a baby they could give a bottle to and a, a baby they could play blocks with and a, and a son they could go out in the yard and throw the football with. But well, for, for whatever reason, they, they just can't. And they wish and they pray that God would give them children. How ashamed we should be that sometimes we let the difficulties and the work and, yes, the problems that sometimes come along with parenting take the forefront of our mind when the forefront should be that's an heritage of the Lord, that's a reward, that is a happiness that the Lord has for me. You know what we are is, as parents, we are stewards of our children. They really belong to the Lord. Every time we are given a child, we should be reminded that I have been given this child for a short period of time. You say, it doesn't seem like a short period of time. You're still the sarcastic person I'm referring to. And, um, you know, a short period of time, that truth be told, when 18 years old, 19 years old, 20, 22, 23, 24, 25, when those time periods hit and we look back with more gray hair than we started, and for me, less hair than when I started, and um, we look back, we'll think, man, time went by too quick. And God has given us these children for a very short period of time. Let me tell you something. If the Bible says that life is even a vapor, it appeareth for a little time and vanisheth away, then what would the Bible refer to as that short period of time before they leave home? We're a steward for a short, short period of time. And what we do now determines how we raise our children for the Lord and what they'll do with their lives. Yeah, even as a little baby, you are already beginning to train that child for their life. You're training them manners. You're training them habits. You're training them all kinds of things. From the smallest things from, hey, you know what? We're going we're gonna to train our baby to be a content baby. From the things that some may say are small to where, hey, you're four-year-old. You know what? Every time you go to church, you're going to carry your Bible to church because that's what I want my kid to do when they're 30. I want when my kids are 30 that every time the church doors are open, they are going to be there, and every time they go, they're going to take their Bible with them. That's what I want as a 30-year-old. So I train them now to look at God and to love Him and to want to serve Him and to want to grow closer to Him. And can I tell you this, parent, sometimes we get so caught up, and I've got to do this, 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 this. Your number one priority as a parent is to raise those children for the Lord. Raise those children for the Lord. Any mothers out there will understand, especially stay-at-home moms will know exactly what I'm talking about. Every now and then I'll come home. And my wife will have had a rough day with the kids. There are times like that, right? It's just a rougher day. Maybe they've been a little bit rowdier. And, and sometimes she'll sit there and sometimes she'll cry. And I'll hold her hand and I'll sit there with her. And, you know, something that I remind her is, and she'll sometimes say, well, I didn't get all the cleaning done. and I, I needed to get this organized over here and I didn't do that. Or I needed to call so-and-so and I didn't get a chance to do that. 
and I take her hand and I tell her this. You did everything you needed to do today because your number one priority as a stay-at-home mom, as a mom, period, if you're a mom, here's your number one priority, is to raise those children for the Lord. If you spent time with them, if you spent time correcting them, maybe over and over and over again, if you spent time doing those things, what are you doing? You're investing time in training them for the Lord, in raising them for the Lord. And if you did that, you accomplished your goal. Parent, your number one goal is to raise your children for the Lord. Can I just remind you, they are the heritage that lives on. When you're dead and you're gone and you're buried, the children that you have, if we are blessed and so being, you know, some parents have the catastrophe of having to bury their children. And I I pray and hope I never have to go through that. But as long as they're living and I'm gone, they continue to live out that heritage. And what I've trained them to do and what I, how I've trained them to live is invested and built on the foundation of what I train them to do today. And if I get so caught up in the problems and the difficulties and all these different things, I can get my whole attitude out of whack instead of remembering they're a heritage that will live on, their reward and blessing from the Lord, And there's a happiness that comes from having children. And I should be training them to remember. You know, the Bible puts it this way in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse number 1. It says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. I can't even pronounce it right. In the days of thy youth. Remember thy Creator in the days of thy youth. While the evil days come not nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. When the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. And then it begins to talk about this in verse number three. In the day when, it's talking about this day after thy youth. In the days when the keepers of the house shall tremble. You say, what are the keepers of the house? The keeper of the house are your arms. All of this is kind of an allegory for old age. The keepers of the house shall tremble. Now we get older and uh, we get to be that elderly status. Our hands aren't as still as they used to be. We tremble a little bit more. It's harder to put the the sewing, the uh, little thread through the needle. It's harder to do. Our hands tremble a little bit more. The verse continues, And the strong men shall bow themselves. The strong men are your legs. They hold everything up. And suddenly we find ourselves falling more. We, we lose our balance more often. The strong men's bow themselves, and the grinders cease because they are few. Hey, you get older, your teeth aren't what they used to be. They begin to fall out. They begin to break. And those that look out the windows be darkened. The verse continues in verse 3. Our eyes grow dim. We can't see as well as we used to. Now when the darkness comes, it's harder to drive. It's harder to see because old age is coming. Verse 4, And the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low. And he shall rise up at the voice of the bird, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. You know what? Shall be brought up at the voice of the bird. We get older How many of you know some elderly people who they just have a harder time sleeping? Just every little thing seems to wake them up and keep them awake now. Verse number five, also when they shall be afraid of that which is high and fears shall be in the way. They'll begin to have fears of things that they were never afraid of before. 
Uh, they were never afraid of riding roller coasters and doing all that, but suddenly they're a little bit older. Well, that, those things tend to make them think a little bit more. The Bible says in verse number five, and the almond tree shall flourish. Almonds, when the almond trees, when they flourish, they're white. They're white. And you know what? We are given, the Bible says, as, uh, as actually a blessing, as a sign of wisdom, is uh, the white and the gray hair. And the grasshopper shall be a burden. You know what? Things that used to be easy to pick up. Oh, that's just a small little thing. That is easy to pick up. Well, now it's a little bit bigger. It's a little bit heavier. The verse continues, And desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about in the streets. You know, just the desire to keep living and to keep doing anything, you know? They've got more friends up in heaven than they do on earth now. They're just ready to go home. Verse number six, or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern. I'm not trying to be crude or mean or even rude. When you get older, you just can't hold it as long. You want to know where the restrooms are. It's old age. Verse number seven, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Ultimately, have dust returning to dust. You know, the Bible says, you know what, before all those things happen, and before you get to that older stage, here's what God says to those children that we are raising. Verse number one, remember now. Don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until next year. Don't wait until you're older. Remember now, thy creator, in the days of thy youth. Parents, we are given a big responsibility, and that is to raise our children for God. Can I ask you this, parent? What have you done today to help your children, your elementary school kids, your middle school kids, your high school kids, what have you helped and done in their lives today to help them remember their Creator now? You say, well, I, I let them play sports. That's great. What did, you, what did you do to help them to remember their Creator now? You say, well, I, I provide them with great video games. No, no, no. What did you do to help them to remember their Creator now? Well, I, I, they have a cell phone, and they can look up things. They can read the Bible on their cell phone. No, no, no. What did you do to help them today to remember their Creator now? You say, well, I take them to church on Sundays. That's great. Keep doing that. But what did you do today, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? What did you do those days they don't go to church to help them to remember their Creator now? Can I tell you something? I was just a teenager not too long ago. I mean, some of you already know that. And then I teach teenagers at my church. I take them to youth camp, and I take them to summer camp, and I take them to conferences, and I do all these things with them, and I work with them every single Sunday, and we have activities and all these things. Can I tell you something that the devil has tricked our generation of young people into thinking? They think that it'll be easier to be spiritual when they get older. I don't have to take my Bible reading too seriously right now because when I become an adult, it'll be easier. I'll be more mature. Like, I'll be able to control myself more, and I'll, I'll sit down then and focus on getting to know God more. You know, praying praying is not really easy right now, but I'm a teenager. One day when I'm more mature as an adult, you know, praying will be easier. 
You know, uh, I'm just a teenager. You know, I don't have to pass out tracts. But when I get older and I'll go more places and do more things, then I'll pass out more gospel tracts. No, 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 no. Parent, what are we doing now to help them achieve godliness now? God doesn't want them to be godly when they're an adult. God doesn't want them to be godly when they are married, though he does, right? But the point I'm making is he doesn't want them to wait till then to be godly. He wants them to be godly now. Now, can I tell you this, parent? We are responsible for producing godly children now. Now, today, what are you doing today? Instead of complaining and instead of looking at all the problems and the issues they cause and the messes they make and the arguing they have and and the work involved and making lunch and making dinner and cleaning up this and cleaning up that and reading books and doing all those things, instead of focusing on all the different issues that may come along with parenting, some great, some that are actual problems and difficulties, instead of focusing on those What are you doing today with your attitude and the way you are raising them to remember these are an heritage of the Lord, they are a reward, they are a blessing, there is a happiness that comes from having them, and I am going to raise my children for God. They are going to remember Him today. I'm going to do things in their lives today to help them to grow and be the godly people that they need to be when they have their own children. What are we doing today? How are we raising them today? What are we doing to train them? Ask yourself that question. What am I doing today to help them be godly tomorrow? And can I tell you this? Though there are some days that are going to be more difficult than others, and there are some days that are going to have trouble and there are some days that might be more filled with more problems than happiness. Every step you make today to help have godly children tomorrow, parent, I'll tell you this, it's worth it. It's worth it. Keep it up. Yes, it's hard work. Keep it up. Low. Children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is a man that hath his quiver full of them. You are blessed, parent. You're blessed of the Lord. Now raise them to be godly put the work in today so they'll be godly tomorrow. As you raise them, I encourage you and you encourage them to keep looking up and to keep stirred up for the cause of Christ.